Well, hello, world, and welcome to the next episode of Expect to Win. Again, I am Lamar Thomas. I am here with a brother that is going to blow your mind. <laughs> um, I have a guy. We're um, not going to hold it against him, though. He's from Valdosta, Georgia. However, he's grown so much since then and done so much. Um, and he's here to bless us today with some financial um Things I'm trying to figure out the right word I wanted to put there, but but some things that's going to really help us and our culture, um, and you know that that's something that we we don't really talk about a lot. Um, so it's some things that we need to put in our spirit. So uh, with no further ado, I have today Mr. Sean Payton. Sean Payton. I'm sorry, Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in Atlanta, Georgia now. He's uh, you still with Northwestern Mutual? I am. I am. Uh, he is one of the big-time people up there. Um, he's helping a lot of people with a financial stability and financial education. Um, so he's blessed us today by coming, and he's going to share some of the knowledge. So, Sean, go ahead and introduce yourself. Lamar, man, first of all, I just want to say thank you for uh, having me on the podcast. I know you're doing great things down there in South Georgia, um, and I'm honored to just be a part of uh, what you're doing here um, on, on the podcast. Um as he said, my, my name is Sean Payton. I'm from Wallace, Georgia, born and raised. Um, family is still there. And um, just kind of want to share my thoughts with you, with you guys today on, on a few things, a few financial concepts. Um, so when I graduated uh, high school, went to, went to school at uh, FAMU, Florida A&M University, and I got a computer engineering degree. And uh, from there, I moved to Atlanta and started working for a management consulting firm. Um, and I did that about nine years. But what really kind of started me on the on the financial journey, kind of getting me interested into finance, was I was sitting down at the office one day, and um, I think Lamar might have heard the story. Uh, but I had a supervisor, um, you know, me and him were in in a conversation, and we were just talking. I can't remember exactly how we got on the topic, but he said, "You know what, Sean?" Um, you know, when I graduated high school, my dad asked me if I wanted $500 of stock or $500 cash. He said I took that $500 of stock and that $500 is worth $2,500 today. And so from there, it kind of got me thinking, um, you know, if I took that $500, if I had that option to take $500 stock or cash, I would have took the cash, right? No I doubt. I would have blown it in a month. Right, you know, I would have bought a pair of shoes, took a lady out, spending on food, a nice outfit, and it would have been gone. And um, and from then it's like, well, you know, the difference between him and I is that he was exposed to the potential of what putting money into the market could do for him. You know, whereas I wasn't exposed to that. I didn't have that exposure. I didn't know what the stock market was. And so that kind of started me on the journey of if we can just change the mindset of how we think about money and, and what that means to us, then we'll be in a better position in the long run, you know. Um, and so since that moment, I've kind of um, went down this path of just being educated by myself and then anybody that I can share any information or knowledge with, uh, I'm trying to do it. You know, whether you want to hear it or not, you, you, you don't hear it. And so um, I'm very appreciative of this platform just to kind of share a few a few things, a few thoughts, um, a few things that I've learned along the way as I as I continue down my, my career and my journey. Awesome. Um, mm-hmm. yep. yep. Okay. Well, um, I know you spoke of that, and you know, and, and I'm 
very specific and, and you know I like you know I'm in education mm-hmm. and just financial literacy is something that is so uh, big but it's so small when you look at our culture and, and how we are raising kids so mm-hmm. um, I mean I, I you know I, maybe you could help close that gap but yeah. there's a disconnect between uh, people that have money or well let's say the haves and the have not um, yep. but we're so we're so conditioned and so trained to operate in the have not that we are almost afraid of actually having we mm-hmm. want it but we mm-hmm. really don't want it yeah 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 and just to, i mean just to kind of give you some I'm, I'm i'm really big on stats so when you think about the median net worth of uh, families here in america you know for the white family is you know, their net worth is about two hundred and sixty-five thousand. Okay, but when you look at black families, it's only twenty-eight thousand, right? So to your point, there's a huge gap, a huge gap there, and it all goes back to, and I know you people hear this a lot, but it goes back to kind of like the slavery days and the slavery mentality. So what? Because back then, what happened was, you know, slavery was abolished. You know, we were free, and we were trying to get away from the, the white Americans. Uh, and get away from them as, as far as possible. So we started building our own communities um, and started being established on our own, right? right? And over time, we got to a point where we were self-sustaining. We had money. We were doing well. And you know, white people didn't like that. They said, man, if they have knowledge and power and money, you know, they're going to be either on the same level as us or surpass us. So what happened was um, they started... Uh, manipulating our government, our black government, and to the point to where they started lying to us. We started putting up our money in their banks because at the time they only had their banks. And they even started burning down some of our establishments, some of our cities. I don't know if you heard of um, Black Wall Street. Right. That was a prominent uh, city in Oklahoma, and they burned down that city in 28, 24 hours, right? Because they were scared of us becoming too successful, too prominent in that area. Um, and because of that, what happened was it put a lot of fear in us to ever attempt to become that successful ever again, right? And so we went into this mode of survival and, and, and they had a lot of leverage on us to use the systems that they had in place, the banks that they had in place. And what happened was we would put our money in their banks and they would misuse it that was essentially steal from us, right? So that's why you hear a lot of the older generation who don't trust banks, put money in mattresses, um, put money in things outside of the stock market because the trust is not there from what happened way back when, my forefathers, okay? And so as we started to come up, right, I was starting to make somewhat of progress. There were programs that put in place that benefited not us, but the white Americans, right? Um, and then these programs were designed to help start building wealth. And it all started with real estate. And so you think about real estate, it's kind of like the foundation or the building blocks of building wealth because if you own a home, you know, you own land, build equity in the home, and that equity can be passed down from generation to generation, or you can use some of that equity to fund some of your other ventures. But if we can't even get in that same, play on the same field, and buy homes, the banks are not lending to us, then that's where the gap starts, right? You have these white families who um, are starting to build wealth and own property, 
Whereas here we are living paycheck to paycheck because you can't um, get any loans or get any type of benefits from the programs that were designed to kind of help do as well. So it kind of, I mean, I said a lot, but it kind of started way back when, and then that just kind of helped um, form the, the mindset that we have today where, well, you know, we one, we're scared to put money into the bank or to the market because we fear that it's going to be stolen from us. And then right. two, we can't, um, we can't get loans. We, there's no clear path to build wealth. So what do we do? We just make money, spend money. Make money, spend money. And that's the cycle that we're in, living paycheck to paycheck, right? Right. And, and that's kind of where it started from, that mindset, right? Um, so I, I said a lot, and then, you know, that kind of perpetuates throughout the generations. Um, and then over time, it, you know, we, you start to have that, that show me mindset to where, you know, you bought this type of car. Well, but look at the kind of car I bought. And we kind of show each other up. You know, we right. make it till we make it. Live paycheck to paycheck. But you don't have anything that you're going to pass down from for your kids, right? Uh, whereas the other culture, they're they're looking at building wealth. They're okay with not having a fancy car today, knowing that in the bank they got millions of dollars. Okay. Right. Whereas for us, what we do is we go out and we live a rich life now and we die broke. Whereas they live a modest life now and they die wealthy. So start up with their family. Exactly. And leaving legacy. So it, when you think about it, it just starts with a mindset shift. And that's that's what we gotta do. We gotta educate and just help people think about money differently. And if well, we what, start that, we'll be good better shape. Well what what do you suggest as a strategy um you know, of, of helping us overcome that fear because, like you mentioned, you know, it's a it's a fear of it not happening right now. You know, we're we're funding the lottery generation because we we want that get rich quick stuff. So we you know that we mm-hmm. we want something that we could see and touch right now and I scratch it off and if I win I win big bucks like this. Mm-hmm. And, um, but you know, when you got people like you that's coming with a plan and you're talking. Uh, foreign language because you're talking about the market and, and you know different value and savings and money markets and CDs and interest uh, mm-hmm. and it and it gets scary um, mm-hmm. you know so what what type of strategies um, do you think that somebody like me could use to dummy it down so that I could help people as well yeah yeah no, that's a, a good question great question um, so I think one one way to help is with education Right. I think we don't do anything because we don't know what to do. Um, and that can be a real hindrance on us moving forward in anything that we do. Right. So um, the different ways to educate it, you know, if you want to learn it on your own, you can, you know, read and research. Uh, but there's a lot of information out there. Right. So to have some type of confidant or some type of advisor in that space who lives and breathes, that would be helpful. Right. Um, because when you know better, you do better. And so a part of my practice and what I do is I'm all about education. Sometimes I can, I can give you too much, but at least you, you, you know the concepts, you understand how things work. No one really taught me what a mortgage was. No one taught me what you know, credit was, what debit was. Uh, I had kind of learned that stuff on my own and I, 
you know, it would be great if it was something that they taught in, in schools um, just about life. But being educated makes you more comfortable, you know, taking those steps and taking action. Right? If you knew how it worked and you knew and you saw the results, then that would be a way to kind of ease into that, uh, that different mindset change or the mindset shift that you have. Um, and, and, and it's not going to happen overnight, right? Um, when you think about, um, when you think about a doctor, right, you go to the physician and you trust that the doctor knows what he's talking about (laughs) because you don't have the time or the, or the knowledge to, to make those same type of assessments on what's wrong. Same thing with, with finances, but the thing with finances and money is that's my livelihood, right? <laughs> so you're right. a little bit more cautious of seeking help because you're afraid that someone may hustle you, get over on you, and there's not a lot of black advisors in the in the industry, um, and so you don't really see a lot of black advisors out there. You know, it, it's it's um, interesting because I have a few of my my clients who said, you know, Sean. I don't see a lot of black advisors, so it kind of made me leery to trust you, right? Because again, we go back to that hustle mentality that we had so long that they think that, you know, someone's trying to get over on them, or they think that they're trying to scam them, right? Because they're just not used to seeing someone in that industry. But it's, that's, right. a, that's, a, that's a huge industry now, the hustle, man, because everybody is trying to find a new hustle. you got all the pyramid schemes with different mm-hmm. brands. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 I hope I don't step on these toes, but our culture is horrible about helping each other out. You know, mm-hmm. we we going we gonna try to make sure that we eat. Yep. You know, there's very <laughs> few of us that you know that that like you're saying, like you know the the golden way for real wealth. Mm-hmm. You know, but there's some people that you know they don't really know the way, but they want to make sure they headed that way, and they're gonna use you to get there. Um, so, and so it, it is, man, with everybody calling your phone every five minutes uh, with, with some type of scam or want to sell this and tell you this, mm-hmm. it's tough, man. So I don't know how you're going to uh, really break that wall down just because we, we put up a wall. Uh, you know, if, if we can put our money in a mattress and, and hide it, you know, we've been, <laughs> we've been scared of losing money for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and it's tough, man. And, and like I said, I could just see it. You know, I know you deal with primarily adults, but I can see it in in the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, so so we try to teach some financial literacy, but when they go home and big mama and and mama, you know, are speaking on a different term about money, mm-hmm. uh, it, and it's just tough, man. And, and it'll break your heart sometimes when, uh, just a small example, just think about graduation. Everybody just had these graduations. You mm-hmm. know that they come out at the beginning of the year. Um, with these graduation supplies and class rings and all that, and you was in high school, there's mm-hmm. not a lot of us in our culture that could get that $400 package and get yep. that class ring. You know, we that that breaks our bank to try to, mm-hmm. and a senior year in high school now is very, very, very expensive. Yep. And there's a lot of our black kids that don't get the full experience because we can't afford to go to grad bash. We can't afford to get the, the big package for you know, we at Walmart trying to do our graduation announcement for the low. <laughs> yep. That's it, man. That is it. And, and you, you, that was a loaded statement you said there. Um, but, but, it's, but it's true, though. You know what I mean? On one end, we got the, uh, the, the plantation mentality to where, you know, it, I don't want to 
I don't want to help you come up too much because right. if I do that, you're going to surpass me, and I can't have you surpassing me. You know what I mean? I can't have you doing better than me, at least on paper anyway. You know what I mean? Right. But then, but then, but then on the other hand, if someone really truly comes and try to help, you know, you still kind of push back a little leery because of all the bad experiences you had. You know what I mean? Right. Um, someone trying to hush you. But just to, if you think about, um, you know, where we could go if things were to change, that's that's the big difference, right? So I can't I can't force someone to trust me, right? My my thing is just saying, hey, look, if you don't trust other about um, other people, find someone that you do trust. If you don't trust anybody, educate yourself, you know, and and go with that because if you're educated, if you know what's going on, if you know how things work, you're in a better place to make a better decision. You know? True. Now, um, now explain this now before you go because my mind started burning when you said that. Um, you know, people you trust. Why is it? that we will trust more white people with our money than somebody of our own color. Mm-hmm. And so it, it kind of goes back to, one, they just don't see a lot of us in the industry, right? Well, and, 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 and us doing well in the industry. But when you think about, you know, other cultures or white people, they, one, they see a lot of white people in finance, right? And then two, uh, they see a lot of white people who are doing well. And so mentally, psychologically, they say, okay, do I trust this black guy who he, he, he may not be doing as well and he may try to hustle me? Or do I see this white, use this white guy who appears to be doing well and I see a lot of them in the industry and if I, if I use him, they can make me be like them. You see right. what I'm saying? And so it's kind of like a... a it's a battle in, in their mind, right? Now, now in your in your area, do you see a lot of black people that tend to uh, migrate and and hang out and do things more with the white people because they don't want to, you know, associate back, you know, because like you said, we're so thick-headed sometimes that they just mm-hmm. say, well, I'm not even going to worry about y'all. I'm going to move over here in this direction. Absolutely, absolutely. I see it all the time. Uh, I mean, I, I came across a couple of guys. Um, they're typically older guys who say, "Sean, you know, you know, I think what you're doing is great, but you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work with this guy, this person over here, this white guy with gray hair, you know, because you know, I, I low key trust him more than I trust you, you know. Now, the younger generation, you know, 40 and under, they seem to be a little bit more open to working with me because I can speak their language. We're on the on the same eye level, but then you got excuse me, you got some who they say, "Hey, I don't want to be associated with any of the, the, the I guess the quote unquote normal black people. I'm I'm affluent, and I want to be associated to affluent white people because I feel like if I'm rubbing elbows with them, they can put me in a higher position. I can be higher if I'm rubbing elbows with them. You know what I mean? Uh, it's it's unfortunate, but that's I've seen it. I've seen it happen. So. Wow, um, but I, and I don't want to keep keep you too long. But you did say you had a few points that you wanted to to make. So I'm a, I'm not going to ask no questions. I'm going to make sure that you get your points in. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And so I mean, oh I yeah, mean, we touched on a lot of it. 
Um, okay. You know, we touched on a lot of it already, but I think, you know, when I think about why we are where we are, it kind of goes back to just the mindset of where we came from, right? And how we think about money, how we think about progress, how we think about success. Right now, we have this fake it till you make it attitude. We're driving the nice cars with nothing in the bank, you know. Um, whereas, if the solution to that is first of all changing the mindset, if we can just understand the value of leaving a legacy and leaving leaving the wealth and be okay with not living rich now, but leaving something behind, I think we'll be in a great position. And it's not going to happen overnight, but um, at least if we can do that. Um, by investing, putting money in the brokerage account, having life insurance so we don't have to do GoFundMe. Um, simple, basic foundational um, financial planning principles, I think we'll be in a better position. And if we can just think about long term instead of here and now, that would be great for our culture. But it's going to be hard because right now we're living paycheck to paycheck, right? right. We're living for the here and now. We're not really thinking about the future. We just want to make sure that I got food on the table tomorrow. Right, but if we can somehow find a way to save and invest and make smarter decisions, thinking about the future, although that the generation right now might not reap the benefits, you're leaving the generation behind you in a much better position to to continue that perpetual wealth. Um, okay. And then you know education is another piece. You know you just get educated, man. If like I said, if you know, if you don't trust anybody or you don't know anybody, do it on your own. At least understand what's out there. Now, when you when you say that, I'm sorry for asking the question. Mm-hmm. I said I no, wouldn't no, ask no, no more. No, that's but, fine. I like questions. But when you when you say that, all right, where where do you start the education? Like, what what should they look for first? Like, stock market? Uh, what what part should they try? Because there's so much now. You know, mm-hmm. so I, you know somebody may be listening that that's on the verge. You know, they're they're not completely slave mentality, but they feel scared and they want mm-hmm. to educate themselves. Where do you start? What's, what's a good starting point? Honestly, where I would start is, and I know it may seem odd or painful, but a lot of your employers have um, benefits, you know, retirement plans, you know, life insurance, disability insurance, health insurance. Um, and I would start by just kind of looking over what you have in place. You know what I mean? Because you'll be surprised about, I just had a meeting with a young lady today who didn't know, you know, about a 401k. She didn't know she had one. She didn't know, um, you know, about life insurance. She didn't know about health insurance. She just didn't know that those things were offered by her whole company. And so that would be a good place. If you work for a school system, you know, you probably got a 403B that you put money into that's going to turn into a pension when you retire. A lot of teachers don't know that, you know. Um, that would be a good place to start. And then now with the internet, I would just, um, if you type in financial literacy, there's a lot of articles that you can read and just kind of get started and, and uh, uh, with some foundation basic principles, right? And again, and that's all good, but at some point you want to sit down with a professional who can kind of put the pieces together for you, you know what I mean? Because as you read and you learn what things are, Everything is in silos, but over time you want someone to kind of say, okay, based on your situation, you know, you want to do this at this time, then you'll need these two things, put those in place at this time. You just kind of need someone to kind of give you some guidance on how everything works together. But nowadays with, with Google, I mean, you can Google 401k, Google investing for dummies or 
go to the library and go to the investment session and get investment with Dumbass 101. Uh, there's a lot of information, and Google is probably your best friend. Um, okay. So would you would you suggest more stock market or real estate? What what is your preference? I, me personally, I think um, it really depends on the individual. Um, when I think about overall financial planning, you, you start with just checking and saving, right? You gotta save some cash. The first thing you should do is get an emergency fund in place. Um, you typically save about a thousand dollars. It's a kind of good base. And then as you build that up and you continue to save, then you want to take a piece of that, put it into the stock market, brokerage account. And you don't have to be overly aggressive. There's some conservative ways to put money into the stock market as well, right? And then what that's going to do, that's going to grow your money faster than it would be in checking the savings account. Then once you get to a point to where you have a little bit of nest egg in there, you pull that out and then invest into real estate. Okay. Because you, you're giving your, your money time to grow, and now you have a lot more in a short amount of time than if you would have just kept it in the savings account. And then you put your money in, into real estate. Not all of it, but having real estate as a part of your portfolio, I think is a good idea. How would, uh, how would someone um, get started with, like you said, the stock market? Because I think there's a lot of people that have check-ins and savings accounts. Mm -hmm. um, and, and what they think, you know, is the, the 403B or 457 through, through work. Mm -hmm. um, so how would you, you know, say a, a normal person that, that may not have that at work, how could they start in the, in the should they do the E-Trade app or something or should yeah. they just contact you? So, um, I mean, I'm definitely available to anybody who want to talk, but there may be a, a simpler solution. So, um, I know Robinhood is an app that you can use that's free. You know, you can make trades, um, so many trades a day, but that's free. And how it works is you download the app on your phone, right? You link your bank account to the app, um, and then you put money into your Robinhood account. You deposit money into the Robinhood account. It can be $25. It can be $1,000. Okay? And then that Robinhood connects you to stocks, mutual funds, and bonds. You find something that you like. You um, click buy, and now you're essentially invested into the market. Okay? Now the question becomes, what do I invest in? Well, that's a good question. Typically, you want to invest in the things that you need. Right? And so like if you got an iPhone, you want to look at Apple. If you use Amazon, you want to look at Amazon. If you buy Coke, you want to look at Coke. If you okay, buy Nike shoes, you may want to look at Nike. Right? Um, invest in the things that you use and that you know. I wouldn't, for the amateur, I want to look at marijuana yet. Uh, I want to look at penny stocks. Those are great, but it's very volatile and very risky. Um, I would go into Investing in some things that you know, or even uh, what we call mutual funds. And mutual funds is a group of stocks put together. Right? So if you think about an individual stock in Amazon as an egg, okay, Facebook is an egg, Apple is an egg, and you put all those eggs in a carton, okay, that carton now becomes a mutual fund. If that helps with the analogy. And right. so you know, you're putting your money into the carton of eggs instead of um, one egg, except in case one egg breaks, you still have a, you know, 11 other eggs that can still kind of keep the mutual fund afloat. Okay. If that makes well, sense. Well, it makes sense in a quick way. 
All right. Mm-hmm. When, you know, you said trade daily, um, you know, now that's when, when you should seek professional or when should, because you know us now, because that goes back to that fear. So mm-hmm. if I buy some, some stock in Apple and that, and that number start going down, do I sell right away or what, what is that? You know, how do I, you? I think we need to have, um, but I don't think, but you need to have a purpose for each dollar, right? So if you're going in investing with the idea of being a day trader, meaning that you're going to have your eye on the market, um, you know, from nine to four every single day, then you then you're going to be looking for when to get in, when to get out, those swings in the market, right? But if you're a long-term investor, um, more so like myself, you just need to find a good, solid company that you can put your money in and let it ride for the next four or five years, right? Um, so you kind of have to have um, positions or or um, um, functions for your dollar. So, so for example, you put thousand dollars. Okay, I'm gonna take five hundred and be a day trader. You take another five hundred, put it here, and just let it ride for the next few years. That would be a good kind of balance because a lot of people don't have the time and and energy to kind of look at the stock market every single day and and, and, and be emotional <laughs> with the ups and downs of the, of the market. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. I, I know that you're, you're a busy man making money for everybody. Um, so I want to give you a platform to um, share just your your word of the day or your nugget or your, your um, advice, you know, to, to someone who, who's listening. Um, they may need a little advice, so I want you to share, you know, just your little nugget of knowledge for them. And then definitely I want you to um, give them your information so they can look you up if they got more questions, you know, so that we can make sure that we educate as many people as we can. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I got I got two nuggets. Um, you know, if you can't manage $100, you can't manage $1,000, you know. Um, you don't suddenly learn how to handle money by uh, amassing more of it. You know that's why a lot of lottery winners they lose it all, right? Financial literacy is not a side effect of wealth. Wealth is a side effect of financial literacy. So get educated. Okay. Wow. And if you want to start, you know I would say get into the habit of saving. Right. That's where it all begins. Whether it's five dollars a month, twenty-five dollars a month, fifty dollars a month. Get into the habit of saving, and, and that's where the most difficulty is for a lot of Black Americans because they see the money in the bank account and they feel like they've got to do it. So I would say, just get into the habit of saving. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And then, All right. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm on, you know, social media, Facebook. You know, Sean Payton, C H A W N P A Y T O N as well as Instagram, same handle, C-H-A-W-N-P-A-Y-T-O-N. Awesome, man. My, my nugget to add to that uh, for today, someone told me earlier, my brother, actually, poor means passing over opportunities regularly. Mm, that's good. And, and I'm going to say that if you're going to uh, continue to operate in a poor mindset, then just keep sitting on that couch doing what you're doing. But if you want to get out of the poor mentality, if you want to move into the have instead of being a have not, then every opportunity get you get, you better jump on it. You know, mm-hmm. you need to take advantage of every opportunity you have. Do something with it. Um, if you can't save twenty dollars, save five. 
you know, because eventually if you keep saving, you're going to have enough money to do some of the things that, that Sean was talking about. And if you don't know, ask, ask someone. Reach out. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. you said, we got so many avenues now. So, again, I'm going to say that's an opportunity. The manager just gave you his Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff that everybody has access to. I'm sure you could probably Google him as well and mm-hmm. reach out to somebody that's saying that they're trying to help you. That they're not going to hustle you. He's not looking to take no money from you. He just want to help you make money. So that's an opportunity, an opportunity to educate yourself. Look at the articles he talked about. Download free apps. I'm saying we got to do better as a people are trying to get past this poor mindset. We got to do more of pushing each other to be a half. All right? Mm-hmm. We were all kings at one point in Queens. So we, we know how to get rich. We just need to get past this little hurdle that we have and push each other up so that we can be the royalty that we're supposed to be. Yep. That's it. I'm get on my the head, man. My man. So, again, I appreciate you stopping in. Um, you know, you, you blessed me some. You know, educated me with some things. I got to do a little bit more and try to be more aggressive by setting myself up, leaving my legacy. But I'm going to continue to do more of helping other people as well, just trying to educate as many people as I can to, to do better. So I appreciate you, man. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for um, having me. Man, and anytime you want to come back and you get some more information on how we can all get rich, man, hey, listen, <laughs> share, share with me, man. I'm, I'm a sponge. Let me know. I'm trying to be educated. <laughs> I'm trying to be educated. I will. Definitely will. Okay. All right. Well, you got anything else before we close? No, nah, that's it. Uh, definitely pro- I'll definitely be back, though. I mean, I got some things brainstorming in my head, so I'll be in touch to, to get back on here and share some few nuggets. Awesome, man. Well, we hope you've enjoyed it. We hope you've educated. Reach out to the man, man. Learn how to make some money, all right? We'll see y'all. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Expect to Win podcast. We would love your feedback to help us grow. You can reach out to us at expecttowin365 at gmail.com. You can search for us on Facebook at win, win, win. It will pull right up. We're also on Twitter. We appreciate your support. If you got us on podcast, go ahead and share us and like us um, and give us a few stars and let us know how we did. Thank you.